0: I want to encourage you, um, as we have been, we're we're going to skip around a little bit in the story of Exodus. So it would be good to have a Bible handy, uh, whether that's a Bible app or if you have a physical Bible. Again, we're going to be reading right now from Exodus chapter 13, verses 3 through 10. May the Lord bless the reading of God's word for us. Then Moses said to the people, remember this day in which you came out from Egypt, out of the house of slavery. For by a strong hand, the Lord brought you out from this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten. Today, in the month of Abib, you are going out. And when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, which he swore to your fathers to give you a land flowing with milk and honey. You shall keep the service in this month. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. And on the seventh day, there shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. No leavened bread shall be seen with you and no leaven shall be seen with you in all your territory. You shall tell your son on that day. It is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. And and it shall be to you as a sign on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes, that the law of the Lord may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand, the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. You shall therefore keep his statute at its appointed time from year to year. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Well, today's message is called Forget Me Not. Do you guys remember uh, the movie? uh, uh, Well, I was going to say Finding Dory. That was the sequel. (laughs) Finding Nemo is the first one, and there was a sequel, Finding Dory. Uh, Probably, I think the reason why they came out with the sequel is because Dory was probably the most memorable character. And it's kind of funny because Dory's uh, main feature was that uh, Dory can't remember things. Uh, in in her short-term memory. And so she uh, will instantly forget. She'll be like, hi, and then turn around and be like, hi, and then turn around and be like, hi. You guys get the picture? (laughs) Do you ever feel like Dory? I do sometimes. Man, I can be so forgetful. There's so many times where um, I I think even uh, uh, (laughs) yesterday, um, I I, I asked Erin if she wanted coffee and she was like, uh, she was watching something. She's like, yeah, as soon as I finish watching this. And then I, I went over, like walked over to the kitchen and like seriously, instantly came back and was like, hey, do you want some coffee? And she's like, are you serious? <laughs> and, and, and she's like, after I watched this episode, right, right, right. Okay, I remember. But man, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like, you know, hashtag this is 40, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, There's so many times where I'll like set my keys down I have this thing like like there's a dresser drawer, especially on Sundays, you know. There's things on my mind, and you know, I I, I put the, the my 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 keys down or my phone down on top of the drawer, and I walk away. And there's been times, man, it, it'll be like 20 minutes I'm looking for the thing, and I don't know what it is. Maybe there's things that are just very common for us, you know, and we just kind of take them for granted. I think uh, uh, it, it is a common spiritual problem. And so I I have this kind of question mark here. You know, spiritual Dory, are you a spiritual Dory? Am I a spiritual Dory? You know, maybe there's things that we forget in everyday life, but maybe one of them is God in some ways or the goodness of God. Do you ever feel like, uh, you know, something good has happened in your life? I mean, there's been many times where I feel like I've seen the goodness of God and then somehow I, I forget. You know, it it, kind of depends. Uh, uh, I think there were times where, um, you know, maybe those blessings or the remembrance of God might last like a week. You know, I'll be kind of like riding on a cloud for a little bit. Like, yes, God is good. Yes, God saved me. You know, maybe I came back from a retreat or a revival or something. And, you know, your emotions are running really high and you really feel the presence of God. And then life comes. You've got an exam. You know, maybe you hear about someone who in your family who is diagnosed with cancer. You know, maybe there's something that's worrying you or stressing you out, or you get in a fight with your spouse. Or there's something that just, in a moment, we we just forget. You know, and, and maybe even we'll say things like, "God, where are you?" God, seriously, I I, I like like you, you seem to abandon me, when it's like. Do you remember a week ago, two weeks ago? Why are we like this? I seriously don't think this is a new problem. And I don't think it's unique to me. And I don't think it's unique to you. But I just wonder, maybe that's been a problem for you. Brothers and sisters, I have to say, it's maybe one of the most, if not the most common spiritual problem. You're going to see it all throughout scripture. It occurs again and again and again. And, and it, there's people who are pagans, people who, who don't really believe in, in the God of Israel. Uh, but even the Israelites, they seem to forget. Uh, and so I, I want to look at the story uh, in Exodus. We're going to kind of jump around here. Uh, but one of the characters who I think uh, has very, um, <laughs> if you want to call it quick amnesia, forgets very quickly, is Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Uh, So this is a a scene from Prince of Egypt, if you guys have seen that. Uh, But Pharaoh, one of the things we hear about him is that he has a hardened heart. And it it does seem like God uh, hardens his heart at times, but I think there are many times where this is Pharaoh's own doing. His heart gets hardened because of his spiritual condition. Uh, But if you can believe it, there are times where even Pharaoh, I think, for a moment, believes in God. For a moment. Very, very quick moment. I want to show you one of these instances. This is Exodus 8. So if you guys remember from last week, uh, basically the Israelites, they've been in slavery. They are suffering. They've been crying out to God. And God is coming to save them uh, through his mouthpiece, uh, uh, his, his spokespeople, uh, Moses and Aaron. And they are supposed to bring the wonders of God to Egypt to convince this very stubborn Pharaoh, who will not let uh, the people of God go, uh, who has them under whip and and under harsh labor. And so this is the second of the miracles uh, in Exodus chapter eight. So then Pharaoh called Moses and Aaron and said, plead with the Lord to take away the frogs from me. Uh, Out of all the plagues, I, I don't know. This one to me is like, can I say the funniest? I mean, they're, they're pretty serious business, but there's just a bunch of frogs like hopping around, right? And uh, so, so just plaguing everything. And so, uh, you know, Pharaoh's asking Moses and Aaron, right? And, and, and I think that takes some faith to ask Moses and Aaron, because if you didn't have any faith in God, you wouldn't ask, right? Who's, why would you ask for Moses and Aaron to plead to God to take away the frogs if you didn't believe in God? And he says, okay, all right, you got me plead with the Lord and and take away these frogs from me and from my people. And I will let the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. When it skipped to verse 10, Moses said, be it as you say, so that you may know that there is no one like the Lord, our God. And so Moses petitions God and God listens to Moses. And so we find out, Verse 13, and the Lord did according to the word of Moses. The frogs died out in the houses, the courtyards, and the fields. And so now Pharaoh is supposed to deliver on his promise. But we find out in verse 15, it says, but when Pharaoh saw that there was a respite, he hardened his heart and would not listen to them as the Lord had said. So that little flicker of faith that Pharaoh had where he's like, okay, okay. Like, please, you know, ask your God to take away the frogs, you know? And, and I wonder if you could kind of see into Pharaoh's heart, if there's just a moment, just a flicker of an opening, right, of faith where it's like the frogs are gone, right? And then all of a sudden he, he looks around and he's like, oh, yes, this is great, right? And for a moment, for just the briefest of moments, he acknowledges, The power of God. I wonder, you know, you kind of have to infer a little bit, but we're told that when he saw that there was a respite, he hardened his heart. So as soon as as that thing was open, it closes again. Why? What's happening here? Maybe this has happened to you. you. Have you ever gone through a tough period and you cry out to God, man, your prayers are fierce now. You know, with those finals coming up, you know, you, you you seem to to gain a new kind of faith. You know, um, they used to have a saying in war. They said there are no atheists in, in the trenches, right? In the trenches where where people are shooting at you and you hear explosions, an atheist. Everyone's praying. Right, And you cry out to God, God, save me. Seriously, God, if you save me, I will worship you. I will acknowledge you, right? I, I, I will listen to you. I will obey you. This is maybe how Pharaoh was feeling. And then God delivers. Yay! And almost as soon as the deliverance come, we forget. Back to business as usual. We harden our hearts. Okay, what's next? Okay, got to make that money. Okay, got to go to the next thing, Right? the next test, the next thing in life. I know I'm not the only one, but this is something that happens to me, right? You get the answer. You you get the blessing. The good thing happens, and almost as soon as it comes, we're off to the next thing. For Pharaoh, what is the problem? Pharaoh doesn't really want God. He just wants the solution to his problem. Because Pharaoh, remember, if you guys remember from from last week, Pharaoh and God are squaring off. This is a king battle, a kingdom battle. Whose rule is going to be supreme? And so Pharaoh doesn't give up that easily, right? He still wants to be in charge. Okay, all right, the frog thing, that was tough. But now there's no frogs. So now I'm back in charge, right? Right? He forgets God because in his own eyes, he is God. It's not just about the belief in a deity. I mean, don't you think Pharaoh believed that there was a God? Right? It's not about believing in the supernatural. Pharaoh believed in the supernatural too. It's about who really has control. Are you willing to remember God past your problem. Are you willing to remember God when your problem is past? And so you're going to see that this isn't just about Pharaoh, right? It's not even just somebody who is competing with this God who has his own gods in Egypt, right? He's not, he's not a God follower, right? Definitely not. You know, uh, but even for the people of Israel, what you see, and, and one of the most common themes in the Old Testament is the forgetfulness of the people. Seriously, it's like a broken record. I'm just going to show you one instance of this. But basically what happens is that, as you may know, God delivers. Right? He delivers the people again and again and again. right? Wonder after wonder after wonder. And, and what ends up happening is that it takes a very, very extreme Uh, thing to get Pharaoh to finally let the people go. It's what happens in the Passover. And so um, an angel of the Lord is set across the land. And anywhere where the the blood of a lamb is not marking the posts of the house, um, the angel of the Lord will visit that house and take the firstborn. And so all the firstborn of Egypt who don't have the blood on their doorposts die. Even Pharaoh's own son. And that's the last straw. That's finally what convinces Pharaoh to, to, to let the people go. And, and so the people of Israel, they, they exit. And then as they're leaving, I mean, you, you have to remember, they have witnessed all of these miracles, miracle after miracle after miracle. And then uh, Pharaoh changes his mind, right? He's like, what have I done? No, nah, I'm not going to let them go that this easily. And so he releases his armies and they start pursuing the people. And so the people, I'm sure, as they're walking and, you know, I mean, they don't have horses. You know, they're, they're not fast. They're, they're walking and, you know, they've got elderly, they have children and, and, and they hear the chariots coming, right? They, they, they hear the rumbling and they look behind them and they see Pharaoh's armies coming. And, and they start panicking. Not only panicking, they start complaining. They're like, Moses, why did you bring us out here to get slaughtered, right? Now, remember, what just happened? They got delivered, right? They got delivered and, and now they're like, Moses, why would you do this to us? If you guys remember the story, uh, they they walk out to the sea, and and this is part of the problem, this is part of why they despair, is because they hit the sea, and they see the army coming, and they're like, we're trapped. But but you may remember that um, Moses stretches out his hands, the sea parts, the people are able to walk through dry land, and as Pharaoh's armies are are pursuing, God closes the water around them and, and completely wipes out the armies of Pharaoh right? And they're able to escape. And of course the people are elated and and they're celebrating. Yeah, God is good. God is good. Yeah. They're so thankful. They're so thankful, right? And then what we're told here, uh, this is Exodus chapter 16. So remember, this is the people of Israel. This, this, This isn't Pharaoh. Uh, but we see, uh, Exodus 16, if we can change here. Um, we're told all the congregation of the people of Israel came to the wilderness of sin. Uh, Can we go to the next slide, James on the 15th day of the second month after they had departed from the land of Egypt. So how long has this been? 15th day of the second month after they departed. So this event kind of changes their calendar, right? It's so impactful that, that God is like, this changes everything now your calendar begins. Now the year has started for you. This is month one, year one of a new life with me, right? And and so this is a month and a half since they departed from Egypt. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to them, would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the meal pots and ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Dude, it was a month and a half ago, man, that God literally just saved you by splitting oceans. I mean, miracles that have never seen been seen before. You know, a month and a half and now they're complaining again. Ah, we should have just been left in Egypt. Why'd you bring us out here? I'd like to say this is an isolated incident, but it's not. Again and again and again. God saves the people. They complain. They forget. And then God saves them again. And then, you know, they might praise for a little bit. And be like, yeah, we'll never forget this time. And then month passes, a year passes, two years pass. And they're, they're grumbling again. They're complaining again. They forget again. Brothers and sisters, they are just like us. Right? Now, if you understand that, and if you have been in this spot where you forget so easily the promises of God, then I think you'll appreciate why God does what he does in the passage we just read. What, what God is doing is giving them a way to remember, right? Do you think that God is surprised that the people are so forgetful? It's like, what is wrong with you guys? I mean, he made us. He knows that this is human nature, Right? In many ways, um, this is a very useful thing about uh, human nature that we seek out things that are new. Uh, uh, It's one of the reasons why we're such great inventors, right? We're such great innovators because we're always like, okay, what's next? What's next? But one of the problems with that is that we're so easily distracted and we're so easily, uh, we so easily forget and we're so easily discontented, right? Yesterday's news was yesterday's news. Last year's uh, iPhone is last year's iPhone, right? Now we want the new one. Our economy kind of depends upon it, right? On us being dissatisfied, on us being forgetful, you know? But if we could have a mechanism to remember the goodness of God, maybe something comes up again, right? You're going through life and life is difficult and you're like, wait, wait, wait. I know that this feels bad and this feels like God isn't here, but Remember what God did before. Wouldn't that be nice? That's exactly what God does here. And so let's take a look at uh, what we read today. Moses said to the people, remember this day in which you came out from Egypt. Remember this day because you're going to forget. I know. I know. I'm God. I know in a month and a half, you all are going to be complaining, right? You all are going to act like I've never done anything for you. I need you to remember, Right? For by a strong hand, the Lord brought you out from this place. Remember, not just a good, happy, happy, fun time, but remember that it was by my strong hand. Remember the strength of the Lord, because you're going to need it. There's going to be times when you're weak, and you're going to want to remember the strength of God, right? And so he says, no leavened bread shall be eaten. Why is that? So if you guys remember, basically the people had to leave in a hurry. It, 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 it's, it's like basically just Moses goes to the people uh, through God's inspiration and just says to them, okay, it's now. You just got to pick up and leave, right? They didn't even have time for the bread to rise, right? You put yeast in the bread and it rises, but it takes time and they didn't have time for that. They had to leave in a hurry. And so this is a symbol, friends. This is a way of remembering uh, what that time was like right? And so when you eat that flat bread that hasn't risen and it's different than the other bread you ate. So he says that, uh, uh, so today in the month of uh, Abib, you are going out. Uh, and and so when you go into the land of the Canaanites, uh, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, which he swore to your fathers to give you a land flowing with milk and honey, you shall keep this service in this month. So Every year, this month is going to come up again, but you are not going to be in the desert forever. You are going to be in a land flowing with milk and honey. You're going to have really good bread, right? And you're going to forget. And so for one month, you're not going to eat that good bread. You're going to eat unleavened bread. For seven days, you shall eat unleavened bread. And on the seventh day, there shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. No leavened bread shall be seen with you, and no leaven shall be seen with you in all your territory. Right? Now, now for many of us, we have these holiday seasons, and it's like one day, right? Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm so thankful. On the fourth, uh, Thursday, is it the fourth or the third? I can't remember. <laughs> the... the- Whatever that Thursday was, right? Uh, uh, November 25th, 26th, 26th this year? Uh, you know, November 26th, I'm really thankful. November 27th, not so thankful. I, I'm doing online shopping or I have food coma, not so thankful. You know, it, it, it only lasts a day sometimes. I, I hope it lasts longer. But, uh, you know, I think there's a reason why, at least for, for God, He's trying to remind the people, like, hey, let's take a whole week. Seven days, eat unleavened bread. Maybe the first day you won't get it. But maybe by the third day you're like, wait, why are we eating this bread again? Oh, yeah. That God delivered us by his strong hand on this date. Every year. Every year they need to be reminded. And so... You shall tell your son on that day. Maybe your son asks you, why are we eating this unleavened bread? We've got nice fluffy bread that we could be eating. But you shall tell him, right? It is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. And that shall be to you as a sign on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes, right? There's something that you can see, a memorial that you will see lest you forget that the law of the Lord may be in your mouth, right? This is so tactile, a sign on your hand. You got the bread in your hand and you're looking at it and you got the word of God in your mouth. For with the strong hand, the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. You shall therefore keep this statute at the appointed time from year to year. Friends, we are really, really forgetful people. Seriously, it's... It's the people of Israel, but it's us. And we need ways to remember. It's not just some silly ritual. But in many ways, it is our spiritual lifeblood to remember, right? Can, can you imagine if you could remember the goodness of God in those moments that are so tough for you, wouldn't it make all the difference in the world? i mean it's tough sometimes uh, i I shared uh, this this about my life a couple years ago um I, I was having these panic attacks they were there were terrible terrible panic attacks and there there were times at night i felt like i couldn't breathe and, and and sometimes i couldn't sleep like all night long i couldn't sleep and and it was just so terrible that it was really hard for me in those moments to feel the presence of God. It was really hard for me in those moments to feel like God would deliver me. But I had to remember anyways. I would read scripture. I would remember the things that God did for me before. Sometimes I would even say with my lips, God, I know you delivered me in the past. And because of that, I know you're gonna deliver me again. I wanna encourage you in those moments when you despair, when it's almost like, all the events of the past, all of the the times where God delivered you, they're just not readily there. I want you to find a way to remember, to be able to recall in detail, what did God do for you? This is one of the things about us as human beings. When you really focus and call to mind things from the past, very powerful things. Like, seriously, think about, like, a really, really happy moment, you know? The first time that you knew you were in love. I, okay, maybe not the exact moment, because I'm not sure I can pinpoint the exact moment, but a time like that, you know? Or maybe, like, like I I don't know, the first time you, you, you held somebody's hand that you loved, the first time you kissed someone that you loved, if you've, you're in that life stage, <laughs> you know? Or... I, I don't know. Maybe there's just like a really delicious meal. Can you remember your favorite meal, your favorite dessert? Seriously, just take a moment and picture it. What does it look like? Maybe tell, if you're watching the stream with someone else, what, what, what is your favorite food? What is a food you would really like to eat tonight? If you could just conjure it up. What would you want to eat? Jonathan, what would you want to eat tonight? Pho? Vietnamese noodles? Mmm. Can you picture the Vietnamese noodles? Because I can picture them. As soon as you said it, just I, I see the bowl, right? At, at least at, at the place that I go to, I, I can see like that, that ceramic. I think it's not ceramic. It's plastic, but it's supposed to look like a ceramic bowl. Uh, I can see that bowl. I can see those white noodles. I can see that nice brown broth. You can almost taste it, can't you? Almost, right? Some of you are getting hungry right now. <laughs> there is great power in remembering. I want you to take a moment and and you can pick one depending on your mood, happy moment or sad moment. Seriously, I want you to think about a happy moment or a sad moment. Seriously, do this right now because if you don't do this, then you, you may forget the power of remembrance. Just take a moment and remember a moment that was really happy for you or really sad. Pick one. Seriously, do it. Some of you aren't doing it. I'm going to give you a moment. You got it? What is that moment? Do you remember roughly where you were? What you were feeling? What happened that led up to that moment? What happened afterwards? They've done these studies where people will remember trauma from the past and it's like the trauma is happening again. When you look at their brain, your brain is firing as if you were experiencing it again. This is why trauma is so difficult, right? Because memories get lodged in there. And they can be recalled by certain triggers, right? But also good moments. If you think about a good moment, so so let's focus on that good moment, friends. (laughs) Some of you thought about a sad moment, okay? It's forgiven, it's past. (laughs) Let's look at the good moment. That good moment. It can be bittersweet because you're like, but Pastor Steve, that was in the past. But seriously, you can experience it again. Right? Your brain will fire as if you are experiencing that happy moment again. This is how it works. This is why we love memories so much. Why we want to build good memories. Because if you really focus, you can go back there and you can remember it again. Friends, we need to find ways. God gave this to the Israelites, ways to remember him. And so I wanna give us just three very, very practical ways for us to remember spiritually the many ways that God delivers us and works in our lives. So the first way is to celebrate it annually, right? So this is exactly what is happening in this passage. God gives them a feast, the feast of unleavened bread to remember. There's also the Passover feast, uh, that they remember uh, uh, the Passover and all of the events that led to uh, 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 God delivering them out of Egypt. And so what would happen at the Passover feast is that um, you would uh, uh, have this ritual, and, and it would be a meal, and they would eat foods. Each of them would be symbolic, right? You had the unleavened bread because it didn't rise, right, because they didn't have time. Uh, they would have lamb because a, a lamb uh, would have been sacrificed, right, a roast lamb. Uh, because they wouldn't have time to uh, cook it any other way. They had to cook it very quickly, right? They they have all these different things. They have bitter herbs to remember um, just, just what a bitter time slavery was, right? And then somebody would ask, ritually, every year, somebody would ask. Usually a child would ask the oldest member of the family and say, you know, grandpa, grandma, mom, dad, why is this night different from every other night? Or you would ask that to someone else. Why is this night different than every other night? And this was a way of remembering the story. And then somebody would recall, right? Talk about all the different symbols there, right? And this would be a way to remember. Brothers and sisters, this is why we have holidays, right? And, and, and so I know some of them, they come and go, and we almost forget why they're there, <laughs> Right? even thanksgiving has kind of lost its meaning because of uh um you know people are like okay well was there really you know however many years ago the pilgrims they had a a a meal with with the uh native americans and it was very peaceful and everybody brought different food somebody brought yam and corn and you know turkey and and just they had this wonderful uh, uh, peaceful meal together it kind of ignores the fact that you know, those same settlers, uh, same pilgrims would slaughter a lot of Native Americans, right? And so the story, you know, we kind of have problems with with modern eyes. And so a lot of times we don't even tell that story anymore, right? But just in general, I, I just wonder, is there a way for you to celebrate the spiritual milestones in your life. I know some people who will celebrate their spiritual birthday. If you know the day, and if it was a day, for some people it's gradual, but for some people they know the day that they became a Christian. For me, it was June 23rd, 1989. Right? And, and I actually don't do this, but I know some people who are like, hey, wish me a happy birthday today. And I'm like, your birthday was three months ago. What are you talking about? Like, no, 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 it's my spiritual birthday, you know? Would it be so crazy to celebrate your spiritual birthday, eat some cake, right? And and people will be like, why are you eating cake? Because it's my spiritual birthday, because I'm remembering what God did for me, right? I, we have calendar apps. You can put it. If something good happens in your life, if, if you see the deliverance of God, right? I don't know. Maybe it was that moment when... um You had been praying for someone to be healed and they were healed and you were so happy. You were so excited. Could you mark that in your calendar, right? Create an event every year, it'll come back up. Hey, this was the day where so-and-so was healed. This was the day when I stopped having panic attacks. This was the day when the Holy Spirit melted my heart and, and you know with it uh we're, we're going to it's this going to bleed into the second point a little bit but there's symbols that we can use rituals right could you build a ritual around uh, uh that remembrance you know I, I don't know uh what would work for you but food is is just a very tactile thing right and it's celebratory right eat a special food right just every year, you know, when, when I remember this moment when um, I, I got out of depression or that moment when, uh, you know, just, just, just something was so real, right? Something that brought me so much joy. And, and I'll get Korean barbecue, you know, and I'll get that every year, <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be a cool way of remembering what God has done for you? That's what the people of Israel would do. Every year, they'd have a meal. They'd have a feast, Um, another way to remember is to journal, create a note in your phone. Oh, sorry. The the third point is going to be the one that's, uh, we'll get to in a moment, but you know, uh, there are some people who get, who keep gratitude journals, knowing that we are so forgetful, you know, remembering the things that happened, you know? And so I would encourage you, uh, to find ways to do that, um, you know, uh, journals are really good, but I know for a lot of us, we're not always keeping journals around. You know, uh, it, maybe it's not a habit for you, but I'll sometimes do that in my phone, right? If there's something I want to remember, um, I, I do this a lot for thoughts that come where, you know, inspirational thoughts, you know, that I can use for a sermon or something. But wouldn't it be cool if we wrote down the things we were really grateful for, right? Seriously, and put that in your phone as a way to remember, maybe you're having a tough day, right? Uh, uh, Reverend Cho, who used to be the senior pastor here, um, he would have a list of scriptures that he would keep on his phone. He puts it in his note app, so it's really easy to find. He doesn't have to keep looking it up. And just, you know, if, if he's like waiting for people to come, right, like for an appointment, he's sitting at a restaurant and just has time to kill, he would just read that scripture again. And each scripture will remind him of the goodness of God right? And so, you know, maybe there's something like that that you can do to remember. And and you're going through a slump or you're facing an uncertain scenario. You're facing a time where you're tempted to think, God, where are you? Go back and read. Remember the salvation of God, the, the way that God delivered you in the past, the way that God inspired you in the past, right? And then the third one is to, uh, sorry, they're all number ones there, James. Don't know why that worked that way. But uh, to create an Ebenezer and put it somewhere where you can see it. So what is an Ebenezer? I'll explain that in a moment. But this is related to the idea of that symbol, right? That that there's something about speaking remembrance. There's something about that, that remembrance coming about annually. But an Ebenezer is something that you can actually see. Every time you pass it, you'll remember what God did for you, right? So we use symbols in our rituals. But uh, what the Ebenezer was is it comes from a passage in scripture. um, This is from 1 Samuel uh, uh, 7, 12. And basically what happened was the people of Israel were fighting against the Philistines. They're going to go into this battle and they're very scared. They didn't know if they would win. But God delivered them through the armies of the Philistines into confusion, and they prevailed. And uh, as a way of remembering God's deliverance, Samuel took a stone, and he set it up, and he called it an Ebenezer. And Ebenezer simply means stone of help. Can we go to the next slide here? And so, uh, and then he says, thus far, until now, the Lord has helped us. Until now, right? Up until this moment, God has been faithful. And he has been faithful on this day. And so this is the Ebenezer. This is the stone of hope, right? But this is the thing. What happens after this day? After this day, there's going to be new challenges. There's going to be new enemies. There's going to be new Philistines. There's going to be something else that makes you lose faith. But when the the Israelites were wandering in the desert, every time they would pass this stone, they would remember, ah, it's the Ebenezer. It's the stone of hope. Uh, This uh, idea of the Ebenezer became really famous because of an old hymn. uh, Oh, come thou fount of every blessing. And I want to read you for the line line where that comes from. Um, And it says, here I raise my Ebenezer... Here there by thy great help I've come, and I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Here I raise my Ebenezer. Can we do that in life? Can you maybe make a symbol of some kind? Uh, something that will remem- that help you to remember the goodness of God. I, I, for me, uh, when I was in high school, uh, I went to a um, Catholic high school, and uh, they would have us go on this retreat. Uh, It was called Kairos, which means God's time. And a lot of people would have this sort of uh, spiritual breakthrough at Kairos. And so at the end of the retreat, they would give you a a cross. It was this pewter cross. Um, And, you know, I wore that cross everywhere. Uh, My brother did as well uh, for for a good number of years. And there are many, many people who would wear this cross to remember remember what you learned on that retreat. I'll do this sometimes when I go speak at a retreat. Um, I can't get like a nice pewter cross. I I just don't roll like that. I don't have that kind of money. (laughs) I like buy these like wooden crosses, but I'll, I'll hand them out to people. And I'm like, hey, if there was something at this retreat, oftentimes it'll be at a retreat where we really try to remind people that they are children of God. It's like the most simple thing, but it's one of the most important truths. You are a child of God. You are loved before you perform, before you do anything. And every time you, you, you see that wooden cross, you know, you can hang it on your dashboard. You can hang it from like that, that little mirror, right? You, 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 you can uh, um, put it someplace like maybe on your nightstand, right? Maybe in front of the refrigerator. Maybe you can put it on your office, hanging from the desk lamp there. And every time you see that cross, remember what God has done for you. It's a very simple thing. I mean, like a wooden cross, like how much does that cost? Like five bucks, 10 bucks, you know? You can buy one, right? If there is something that you want to remember, it can be something else. It could be a a literal stone. I used to carry around stones to help me remember uh, to build the kingdom one stone at a time. Just just a small, smooth stone. And I'll keep it in my pocket. I think he used to drive Aaron crazy because I would forget to take it out of my pocket and, and she would wash my pants and you just hear the rock just. <laughs> but you know, there are many times it just reach into my pocket and just take out that stone. And I'm like, oh yeah, build the kingdom of God today. But what if there was a stone of faith for you? You know, like, like you're building your life on the cornerstone and there was something that happened in your life that is a cornerstone moment that you can build on. Maybe you could just keep a little tiny stone, a smooth stone in your pocket, right? There are so many ways for us to do that, do this. Come up with your own. I mean, you could just literally just have a placard, you know, Um, just tape it to your refrigerator, right? Or or, or tape it to the wall in your room, you know, something, an image, a, 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 a statement, a scripture, that reminds you of the Lord's deliverance. We are all forgetful, right? And we all need to do this. But I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, I mean, if you forget, just know you're in good company. God knew they were going to forget. That's why he had them do this, right? It wasn't just to be cute. It wasn't just to give them something to do. It wasn't just for pure ritual. It's because we are a forgetful people. And I think it's one of the things we've lost. As you know, I, I think the practice of religion, especially in the West, has become so deformalized, right? It's like, ah, I'll pray when I want to pray. I'll remember when I want to remember. I'll read scripture if I feel like it. And we never do it, right? That's why habits are so important. And if you build habits of remembrance, I think you're so much more likely to remember again that goodness of God. Jonathan, can you come up? And we're, we're going to go into our closing praise. As we're getting ready here for the closing praise, uh, I want us to, uh, by the way, James, is this on now? Okay, Awesome. I want us to just take a moment and, uh, friends, I just want us to practice. Is there a moment in your life where you witnessed the salvation of God? You know, it doesn't have to be the salvation, the salvation of soul. It can be that. But maybe there's a moment where God helped you. Maybe there's a moment where God delivered you. Maybe there's a moment where you had a spiritual breakthrough. Can you just take a moment and recall that? just right now, in the quiet, to reflect. Remember what that was like, what that felt like. If it wasn't just one moment, is there a moment that symbolizes that? You know, for me, it wasn't just one moment when the panic attack stopped. But I can remember moments when I would just walk around and just breathe in the air and and just you know, not be panicking. <laughs> there was a moment where I was walking with uh, Reverend Cho, who I told you about, and we're walking around a garden, and I just remember um, it, it was this, uh, 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 this park, and, and, and I just remember it, it was like spring was, was just starting, and I could see some of those trees starting to bud and just, I, I, I remember just, you know, just starting to get a little warmer, you know, And uh, I I could hear our feet crunching on on the the stony path that we're walking on. What is a moment where God delivered you? Let's just take a moment. And and, uh, this is, by the way, friends, why we do uh, communion, to remember how God delivered us, right? This is a symbol, right? Do this... As often as you can, in remembrance. That's what Jesus says. Oh God, we want to remember, Lord, all that you've done for us. We want to take the bread of life. We want to take these Ebenezers. We want to take these moments and remember to live our life in remembrance. God, we want to promise that we won't forget, but we know that naturally we do. So, God, thank you for giving us these ways, these ways for us to honor and celebrate all the ways you've delivered us in the past. May we remember you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.